Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, John McGee. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, hey, friends, welcome back. Uh, we've got a really great episode today. I'm joined by Bron Brown, who is our director of the Watermark Institute. Welcome, Bron. Thank you, John. And then uh, Sean Hill, who is the director of Watermark Kids. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Okay, so today we're talking about fun. We're finishing our four staff values conversation. So we've talked about dependence. We've talked about excellence. And we've talked about uh, being unified. And today, it's really interesting. Of the four we have, uh, one of them that we chose was fun. And so that's that's the value we're talking about today. That's right. Speaking of fun, John, we're recording this on your birthday that's today, right, right yeah. now. Mm, that's right. Yeah. And uh, right after this, Bron's going to pop out of a giant cake for you. Oh, well. I, sing I a little ditty. I don't know that we actually talked about that, but I'm, I'm game if we need to. <laughs> we, we should wrap this up quick. <laughs> okay, so I've got that to look forward to. That won't translate onto the podcast, but man, my day uh, just got better. Wait a minute, John. Uh, can viewers see this? No. Oh, don't. No. Okay. That would have been really a blessing for them. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm listening. I'm a skeptic, and I'm going, really, guys? You're a church staff. You've got four bullets to fire. You've got four values, and this is one of them that you're going to choose. So if you guys didn't listen to the other three episodes, uh, several of us met. We talked about what we thought were some ideas, that things that marked us, things that we wanted to be. Uh, and then a team went away and kind of distilled them down to four. We batted it around a little bit, and then we released it to the staff recently. So that was the exercise, and fun made it on the list. And if I'm, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm a church leader, I'm a leader somewhere who's doing really serious work. Yeah. And this is one of, this is 25% of the staff values that just got released. What's going on? Why does this matter? Why would you actually even choose this one uh, as a staff value? Let's start there. And then we'll, we'll talk about some specifics. Yeah, well, before that guy closes this uh, this Spotify down or whatever he's listening to this on, we, we think fun is an important part of our culture. And on church staffs, if you're like us, and I'm sure many of you are, the bonus financially doesn't come very often and maybe never. And so we hope that being on staff is a bonus rather than a financial. It is a bonus to be on a staff that is fun, that you go, man, I look forward to being with them. There are surprises that come along the way, and we enjoy being on staff. So the bonus for us is to make it a great place to work and make it fun. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, uh, this is this one I'm a little bit insecure about releasing because if you don't know the context, you can just kind of think, what you know, are you guys uh, running a camp ministry and you're just you know playing games all the time? No, decidedly not. Uh, we're doing things uh, hopefully here uh, that have weight uh, that moves the kingdom needle that are very very difficult, and yet we want we want to have fun uh, mm-hmm. while we do that. Uh, employee satisfaction goes through the roof when people have fun. Uh, they enjoy uh, what they're doing rather than the Sunday scaries coming back to work. They're looking forward to being with their friends. And while they do work that's uh, that's hard, uh, that's meaningful uh, for us, the the culture we want to create is that that is that of like fun and I enjoy there's laughter. Now, you might not want to put this in as one of your four. Uh, this you might not make want to make this 25% uh, of your values, but joy should mark what you do. And regardless of your personality, regardless of your organizational history, joy should mark. Then there's lots of ways for joy to show up in an organization, but joy should mark what you do. And then specifically for us, it's just a leadership category that we have. And when we think about what does it look like to be a leader around here, one of the things is that we want our people to be is is fun. So let's end the conversation today talking about specifics that we do on staff. But let's start with what would it look like to even embody uh, this value on our staff? Someone you go, wait, they're they're embodying this value. Uh, that's what we're talking about. What, is, what does it look like in practice? Or conversely, guys, what does it 
like what are we um, reacting against? What do we not want to see on our staff? Yeah. So I think as you think about the value of fun, to be a value add with fun doesn't mean that you have to be the funny guy or the funny girl all the time. So good. What it means is that you are adding to, you're being life-giving to the staff. And here's some ways I think about that. You have joy even in the mundane. You're generally an upbeat person. You're fully in as opposed to being apathetic or critical all the time or you're kind of halfway in with things. You're kind of the person that you're hard to win over. And that can be something that is a drain to people. So as you think about, if you're more of a serious-minded person, which is great, that's a valuable thing, that's a valuable gift. If On the fun side, if you can contribute by just some of your attitude. And so I, I kind of made an analogy when John and I, uh, when our kids were little, they're now grown men who are married. <laughs> but when they were little, we, cro- we, we coached, we didn't coach, we coached. A uh, the Grizzlies and a very fine yeah, league called the YMCA. When we say coach, I held the clipboard. Yes. and, uh, and you because I <laughs> and we yeah. we finished up zero and eight, which I think is pretty strong. <laughs> You're definitely do that. And so you had to think a lot about character. how we do we, we we focused on character. That's right. That's exactly right. So, but a lot of it that you taught a kindergartner is the same thing. Attitude along on that team really made it still fun, and that's true for our staff. If their attitude is one that. Hey, they go with the flow. They can adapt to fun things, even if that's not their their best gift or whatever. That is so helpful, and it's life-giving. Sean, I think you have something you tell the— One of the things I tell my kids' team all the time, they give me a hard time, I say it so much, is to just always live on the precipice of a smile. Oh, what a great—say that again. Always live on the precipice of a smile. What a great line. What if you don't know what precipice means? (laughs) Like a cliff. Okay, got it. Like the edge. I'm back in. Yes. (laughs) So— But what I mean by that is, hey, expect to smile. Walk in on a Sunday morning or whenever we're hosting kids or hosting families, anticipating uh, a laugh, anticipating smiling and being welcoming uh, and not being, you know, downtrodden and, and frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. The second one that we thought about was just gratitude, that if gratitude marks you as a staff person, you are fun to be around. No one... I mean, everybody loves to be around someone who is thankful and grateful. And, of course, you can't be that all the time. But if that marks you, that's someone you go, man, I love to be around a grateful person. And so I I read a quote by Paul Tripp recently where he said, we tend to be people who number our complaints rather than count our blessings. Wow, wow. And I thought, that's me. That's many days I am the guy who, who is typically wants to complain rather than be grateful. And I was even thinking about in the scripture in Ephesians 5, where it says, let there not be filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. And so that was an interesting contrast there. You go, okay, you see where the crude joking and all that kind of stuff, it's out of place. But his contrast is, let there be thanksgiving. Let thanksgiving mark you. And we think that is brings life and joy to a staff. I love it. One of the ways I've seen that play out on our staff recently is, you know, the end of a calendar year, we have a a meeting with our staff where uh, the leadership kind of announces, hey, here's the new benefits, healthcare benefits, that kind of thing. And, you know, it could be easy to sit at that meeting and go picking apart, okay, here's what we do have. Wait, we don't have this. We don't have this. Uh, Instead, uh, what what I saw in the staff around me was just uh, an air of gratitude, even to the point where, you know, they're 
hooting and hollering and cheering and applauding. It's like <laughs> at a benefits meeting. At a yes. benefits meeting. Okay, I think yeah. this value is uh, embedded now. Yeah. And we had chicken minis. We did have chicken oh, minis. I, we were, I was grateful for that. That is the secret. <laughs> yes, you were, Sean. Your plate was yeah, full. Yeah, that's good. And on, on balance, it really is. You know, fun just wasn't a leadership category for me before I got here. You know, we need vision and we need strategy and all these kinds of things. And uh, fun is what you did at camp. Fun is what you did as a, as a youth pastor. But then you grew up and you kind of like, you know, walked away from uh, that shell. And and I've really, I've learned a lot. You know, I came here as a young seminarian as the church was starting and watched uh, guys who were, you know, five years, 10 years older than me go, no, we're going to, we're going to keep this value. Uh, we're not going to grow up past it. And, uh, and so if you can make a benefits meeting, that's a great uh, litmus test, you know, man, how, how exciting are your, you know, are your benefits meetings? If they are, they're <laughs> exciting and fun. People are laughing. Then uh, you have this value, but not for fun's sake, um, but because it, it really does contribute to uh, a culture that I think uh, will be on mission. People's eyes are bright. They're they're enjoying uh, what they're doing and who they're doing it with. So those are some of the positive examples. Anything that we would want to like kind of squash, go like, hey, this is what it doesn't look like, and this is what we will actually have conversations about if it, if it shows up. Right. In the same ways that, you know, we talked about attitude and gratitude, amplifying fun, amplifying an environment of enjoyable to be around, we would say on the other side, amplifying something like stress, being a stress amplifier is the way to be anti-fun or anti-enjoyable. And, you know, the idea that when things get hard in ministry or things don't go as planned, how are you going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you, you probably know we are high on feedback in this organization yep. well as well. And so I'm not saying don't have a critical eye. Uh, but instead, kind of ask yourself, what does this moment need right now? And it and probably doesn't need you to be critical in this moment. Think, think of it like a, a almost like a Swiss Army knife in different settings. What do you need? One of my favorite stories, this is kind of a random story, but when I think about what does this moment need and being a stress de-amplifier, one of the best examples, this is a very extreme example, but in the late 90s, a guy named Christopher Reeve, who yeah. played Superman, Superman originally, yeah. was paralyzed from a horse accident. And a couple days, he's been in the hospital a couple days at this point. He's learned that he has been paralyzed from the neck down. Robin Williams is one of his great friends. Robin Williams shows up, surprises him, dressed as a Russian proctologist and is doing this Russian accent being like, you know, going in there and he he made him laugh. And it was the first time that Christopher Reeve said he had laughed since his accident. And he said, if I can laugh, then I know I can live. And uh, that's what uh, that moment well. needed. And that was just an extreme example of being a stress de-amplifier. Yeah. And so in a million little ways around here, uh, we try to do that. As yeah, well. that's right. It's a, a great leader de-amplifies stress. And if you make things worse, more stressful in the heat of battle, you need to calm down, you know. Right. And um, at one of the conversations or one of the things we'll say around here some sometimes is, hey, that's a Monday morning conversation, meaning that, you know, we're in the weekend or whatever it is that we're in the middle of. This is not the time uh, to critique it, to tear it down, to say, why did we do this? But we should have that conversation. But let's do it on Monday or even if there's relational you know, friction uh, right now. We don't, we don't need to have that out right now. We can look at each other and go, hey, that'll be a great Monday, Monday conversation. I look forward to having that conversation. But right now, I need you to be part of the, you know, the solution, not the problem. Right. And if someone is continually just running around a big ball of stress, critiquing it, making it worse, uh, that's, that's something that needs to be addressed. Right. Um, because that, 
that's not that's basically the opposite of uh, what we're hoping to uh, create on our staff. So, Bron, anything else before yeah. we jump to kind of uh, big picture stuff yeah. on our staff? Mine also is a Superman analogy. <laughs> Just kidding, Sean. I have no idea where that came from, but I loved it. Um, mine, uh, the other one we think about is just what we call the the wet blanket. And I'm actually wearing a wet blanket in the studio. If y'all could see this live, it's it's really cold right now. But but uh, the idea is that when when something is that we're doing that's supposed to be fun for our staff, and when you're when somebody's leading that, you have an opportunity to either add to it or to take away from it. And the takeaway could be just on your face. You look miserable. Yep. When something yep. fun comes out, you're like, oh, I got to get through this. When is this going to be over? You distance yourself from the group. All those things, even though it may not be your favorite thing, man, stay in there and participate. Instead, you should have this mind th- mindset. Um, you can make things more fun from the crowd. You can participate and help the person that's leading. You can support the person leading and be a value add. And that starts with you saying, I want to be a blessing to what they're leading and not be start at a place of being critical of it or halfway in. That is something that takes the air out of the room. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're a young leader and you want to rise and have more influence, you get excited about whatever the thing is that you're doing. Yes. Right. Once it's been decided, we're going to do this. There, there may be a time for debate ahead of time. But once we're doing it, uh, you put a smile on and you act like it was your idea and you, you can't wait to execute it, whatever it is. If it's a strategy, it's a program, or if it's some fun activity, like this is the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. And, right. you, and you fold your arms and say, oh, this is not fun. This is dumb. I don't know why we're doing this. You, you can kiss all your influence goodbye, right? That's right. Yeah. And um, so a lot, there's a lot of young leaders that listen to this and you, uh, you show up like it was your best idea. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, and so, yeah, if you're around here and you just continually which we just don't have that, but if you, and we, we have in the past, I'm sure someone folding their arms and going, this is dumb, that, that will, uh, that will be addressed. That'll yeah. be addressed. That's not what we want. To, that's not who we want to be. Uh, we want to be all in once we've decided uh, on the thing. So, okay. If, if people can tell it's not your idea, then you're not in a good spot. Dude, you've got, you got some great lines today. Yeah. I'm so really surprised for a kid's, kid's pastor. <laughs> Me too. I was, I'm so shocked right now. We, but, but really we went two days ago is the Monday after we got back from Thanksgiving break, after everybody got back, and we were serving uh, our whole staff at this place called Feed My Starving yeah, Children. Yeah, And God, it's that was fun. right in the morning, like right after busy day, a lot of people traveling that whole day. And it was probably the easiest opportunity to be a wet blanket that we've had in a True. while. Yeah. And it was really fun. Oh, man. And the secret sauce was the vibe of people making it fun. I mean, it was, so we did, yeah, uh, that's, take too long to explain the whole thing but it what we we made food for however many you know thousands of kids and uh we had a blast being together uh it was a good day it was was. really 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 good day okay guys let's talk about uh, a lot of these people that are listening to this podcast a lot of leaders go how how can i um i understand what this would look like at the individual level that's something i could talk about that's something i can model that's something that i can uh, address if that's not going on but what can i do on my staff to make this a fun place uh, where people go, wow, I can't wait to go to that thing, or I can't, uh, I'm so glad that I get to work here. And this, this, we're talking both paid staff. So this is the, you know, if you have a, a church staff or a business staff, and then also just lay teams that you're on. So you, you may be, uh, you know, Sean, you've got lots of lay leaders who lead teams uh, under you. And so I'm talking to them right. uh, as well. Okay. So let's talk about just some examples. These, these might be examples that as you're listening, you can just take one to one, take them off the shelf, implement them. Uh, it might give you an idea that you could contextualize for your place or, you know, just kind of put your brain on a mental treadmill and just go, I, 
I wonder how I could do something similar and hopefully it'll unlock something. So we, we do a lot of, candidly, we do a lot of fun stuff around here. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what are some highlights for you? What are some uh, noteworthy events and things we've done around here? So, so I think one of the key things with, with having fun and making that a, a value for your staff, for us, we think about, we want to be really thoughtful about how to make things fun. This takes work. Yes. So when it comes to the, we have our Christmas party coming up and we have a staff retreat. And we, we work really hard to not make that just the normal mundane thing. We want, and because here's what we believe. If we put the effort into it, it gives value to our staff. When they come in, they say, oh, you were very thoughtful. You wanted to make this fun for not just me. This year, we're having families come. And so their kids are coming and we're doing things that are geared towards their kids. And we also are thoughtful about how we make it fun for our single staff. So all that takes effort and planning. We are planning ahead of time. And you may not have the bandwidth to plan way out, but at some point you need to sit down with your most creative people and whiteboard and think of, hey, what's one way that we could make this really fun and be creative with it where they would leave there going, and that was a blast, and I felt very valued by the effort they put into it. So on the Christmas party, we... We do a lot of things with that. And then on our staff retreat, we always have one big game that we do on our staff retreat. Yeah. And we, we really try to make that creative and fun. It's not just, hey, we're going to sit around and play cards. We've got characters that come in, host, music. We just do things that, that they'd go, oh, wow, this, this is really fun. I want to be part of that. And so that takes some effort and some work, but it's been, there's been a high payoff, I think. Yeah, uh- yeah. Good. Oh, well, and we talked about staff retreat, um, uh, whatever that was, a few months ago, Ron, we talked about uh, the Waskers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's our, our, our both roast and celebration, and we only do it every two years. Mm-hmm. And so we collect stories for two years, and, and you and some other people put together uh, some scripts. I think, Sean, do you write some of the scripts? You write you write the... Dabble. Yes. And, I mean, it is comedic gold mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of work but i think one of the things you just said you know Brian, we want them to feel valued especially in the church context really your staff and your leaders they should be uh on lock that they are always the host whatever environment they show up they're the host and they're the one that, that uh, engages people that uh, pulls people in from the periphery they they lay awake at night thinking about how can i make this uh event this teaching you know whatever excellent so that it's helpful so that we can help disciple people they they should just be thinking and obsessing about that um and then there's just a few times uh christmas party staff retreat that you know what you're actually the guest yeah and you get to you get to play the other side of this and just enjoy it and have fun um because uh, the rest of the time really you're going to be on the balls of your feet and you are going to be uh the host and everyone's really locked down on that i love when our staff walks into our our christmas party and they're they don't know what's coming, and they're like, this is amazing. This is right. the kind of event I would I would plan for our parishioners. We just did our parenting conference, and it was unbelievable the level of creativity and excellence. And you know, we we have some limitations, but you know, Brian, you and the team normally do something on par with that for our staff, and it's it's really fun. Just a couple times a year to say, hey, you, you're you're the guest, and we value you. Uh, it's really really fun. So, Sean, what were you thinking? Yeah, if, if you're not like a big ideator of, I'm just not good at coming up with them, some of these big, huge things out of nothing, uh, I've got a couple of things that we do that are I really would. just an example of, hey, what are a lot of people already doing on my team or yeah. my volunteer team uh, that I can just make something fun out of? So, for example, around every March, millions and millions of Americans 
fill out a March Madness bracket for the tournament. So as a staff, every person on staff fills out a bracket and uh, you're competing for a prize, uh, but also you're competing not to finish last or like maybe in the bottom four. It kind of changes depending on the year uh, because then there's some kind of consequence you're going to have to do that's going to make a memory, not just for you, but for the entire staff. So in past years, you know, we're probably a little more extreme than most, but we had the bottom four had to take the SAT on a, on a Saturday, just sitting with high school students taking an SAT. Uh, we had well, and, the, and, and keep going, yeah, yeah. And then the lowest, and then the lowest had to. Uh, and, the, and many of these, these, the probably the, you know, the average age was like thirty five, right. right? So we had yeah, one <laughs> of the thirty five year olds, and there were seventeen year olds taking SAT. Nothing right. awkward about that. And then, yeah, and then the bottom, the worst SAT score had to because they had picked Kentucky to go all the way. And Kentucky got bounced early that year. That was part of the reason they had such a bad bracket. They had to film a recruitment video uh, on why Kentucky and Coach Calipari needed to uh, recruit him on right. their team. Right. And another another thirty five year old uh, right. man who exactly. has Dustin no off no ups. Box. Yeah. Another year, uh, bottom four did uh, a five minute stand up comedy. Each of them routine for our entire staff. Yes. Which is the pinnacle of embarrassment. <laughs> and uh, the girl and one of the girls who did. The stand-up comedy you would have never oh seen my her. Doing she it. won. And she was hilarious. She won. She was dry. Like, it was funny. Crushed it. Crushed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then let me give you a small-scale idea for this this concept of hey, what are a lot of people doing? And this is literally today. This happened on my team. So the streaming music platform Spotify. A lot of you probably listening to this podcast on Spotify. At the end of every year, they do their Spotify rap for each person where they will give you, uh, hey, here's your top five artists of the year. Here's your top five songs of the year. And so everybody on our team takes the screenshot of that, sends it to our, our admin. She makes a slideshow, and we play a game where we have to guess oh, who's so great. And it's so, that is so easy. And it, you're just going, hey, what are a lot of people already doing? Great. How can I make some fun out of that? I love it. So recently we just did our our team retreat for my individual, my individual team. We actually, that was one of the things that we did was someone's their favorite song i think it was their favorite song their uh, favorite song in high school favorite song now and uh, and then we just played them and you got to guess you know who that was you got points uh we we, we went to a bowling alley i was hoping out honestly for a really really like seedy rundown we were we were out uh in east texas and it, it was it was kind of average i was i was hoping for something that was on the verge of being condemned but and we we, we bowled we were in, in teams but each frame there was something additional you could do to uh, either get points, uh, take points away from another, you know, one, like one of them was like, if you, right after you bowl, you just have to dance for like five seconds in this crowded bowling alley, you know, and there was just a bunch of different things like that. And so bowling turned into something even more fun. There was a whole lot more shenanigans, but the, the loser, look, this was so funny. Uh, the loser, had to either call the elders and say, uh, I need to be an elder and here's why. Uh, so I'm ready. Just put me in or, uh, our Dallas leadership team and say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready. And, um, you know, I'm ready. I'll, I'll basically, I'll start now and, uh, put, put me in. And so, uh, Emily, uh, who is on our team, she's 29 year old, uh, gal, really, really funny. She lost. And so she called her senior pastor, Blake Holmes. So we said, you got to call him. If you don't get it, uh, call him. 
see if you can uh, call him back if you don't get him. And if he doesn't pick up, just leave him a voicemail. So she left this master class, hilarious voicemail telling Blake why he, why she needed to be uh, on the Dallas leadership team. And she would, you know, basically be there uh, next week. So uh, a couple of days later, she sees Blake and he goes, yeah, looking forward to it. See you then. He co- totally called her bluff. And so she walks in, this is a Dallas leadership team. This is, you know, um, big room and, you know, uh, and she walks in in the kind of this like power suit, sits at the head of the table. No one knows what's going on except Blake. And uh, she goes, all right, guys, um, it, you know, let's start with uh, some updates from the campuses. And just, <laughs> just acted like she was the girl boss of all of it. And no one in the room knew what was going on. And and so I, I told Blake, you know, I just texted him and said, hey, you just whenever you feel like she's uh, done enough. Just feel free to dismiss her. She's great, you know. And uh, and he just let her stay there the whole time. It was kind of a light, a light day. And uh, and so she streamed actually part of it back to our staff. They were in a room watching. They just couldn't believe that you know here they are, you know, with elders and staff just uh, basically just barking out orders and giving ideas and ideating with us. And then when we started talking about staff issues, I told her to cut the feed. And I mean, it's it's something our staff, our team, still talks about. Um, because she just, she was all in, she went with it. The whole, the whole retreat was really fun. And then it led to that one moment. And there's something about a shared memory that's fun that have become, uh, memorialized in our staff. We can sit around, we could do a whole podcast on just like funny things we have done. We have seen where a staff person went all in. And it, it's, it's one of the things that we love here. I don't know if it translates to you as, as the audience, but it's one of the place, one of the things that makes this place so, so fun. So you can do it at the, at the macro for the whole staff. You could do it at your individual teams and, you know, even, even smaller, just with, you know, it, uh, one-on-one meetings and things like that. You can look for things that are, are just fun, uh, light and upbeat. So guys, any, anything else uh, on this value before we wrap it up? Yeah, my, my last thought is that if you, you know, you're probably on one side of, of this idea, you're, you're maybe a little more serious minded, you're a little bit more of a, maybe a strategic thinker, whatever it is, those are gifts that are so valuable to a team. And then there's some of you that are, you have this kind of jovial fun side. You're one of the, the funny guys or the funny girls on the staff or whatever. And I think our temptation is to, uh, because maybe people have gifts that aren't like ours, we can devalue those gifts. And sometimes... Uh, it's the serious minded person will be tempted to make the fun person. He's just kind of childish or she's just kind of immature. The fun person who has maybe some of those with woo gifts uh, will be tempted to label the more serious minded person as, oh, they're boring or they're robotic or that kind of thing. And I just think you want to stay away from that. You want to appreciate the gifts of others and add to them. And because it makes a complete team and we need both. Yeah, that's right. So it, we're not talking about being funny, right. Uh, right? That that's somehow a character issue. It's not. Right. Joy is. Right. Uh, and then I think you can be, you can embody fun in a lot of different ways. It's, that's a really, really good word, Bron. So brother, right. anything else? I think the only thing I would add, and this is probably one of the biggest things I've learned in my time on staff, is uh, just the, the joy of not making it about yourself mm-hmm. as one of the maybe quote unquote Funny guys to, to varying degrees of success over the years. Oh, you're, uh, you're, you're in the top three. Yeah. <laughs> is there a Superman analogy with this one? <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> so I think learning the difference between, hey, if somebody's having, am I glad somebody's having fun or laughing 
because they're having fun and laughing, or am I glad somebody's having fun and laughing because I'm the one that made them yeah, laugh? That's good. Yeah. And there's a big difference between those. And yeah. there's a lot more joy in the former than the latter. Yeah. And probably the funnier you are, looking at both of you, uh, the harder that can be. Uh, what's what's my motive here? Is it to be uh, well thought of, or uh, is it just to create a culture that's just fun? Right. Yeah. And uh, can I just be glad with that? So good. Well, brothers, thank you. Thank you for making this a really fun place to work. And I. I love working here. I love being on mission here and it's hard, but I, there are some, some moments that I look back to in my life that were just so fun. It's so funny. Both of you are a, a part of, of many of those and it's part of why I love uh, working here. So friends, don't sleep on this value. You don't have to implement that. You don't have to make this one of the rallying cries of your staff, but don't sleep on the value of fun. Uh, truly, we've seen we've seen the value here or, or joy. Uh, you can uh, contextualize it uh, there. You don't need to uh, have more camp retreats and you don't have to have consequences around uh, brackets. But but ask yourself, is the culture that I'm a part of, is it fun and joyful? If not, what's a next step I can take? And then, uh, as always, I think the point of, of all four of these episodes have, have been, do you know what it is that you're calling uh, your teams to? You, you can't call them to everything. Uh, we've chosen, uh, at least in the, in the short term here, to call our staff to these four values. And we want to make sure as a staff that we are dependent, we're dependent on God, uh, that we are unified, that we don't let relational conflict uh, pop up and go unaddressed. We're going to have conflict. We we assume that, but we're going to make sure that we address it. Uh, we want to be excellent. We just want to do the best we can with what we have, whatever it is that God has given us to steward. And then we want to have want to have fun. You know, this idea, you want to do the Lord's bidding uh, with people that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good life if, mm-hmm. you, if you can get it. And uh, the Lord's bidding is hard. Uh, it is hard to be faithful. But if you can have some fun uh, in the margins, be with people that you really love, uh, it's, it's a good way. It's a good way to go about uh, life. So, guys, thanks so much. Friends, as always, if you have any questions or comments, uh, anything you want us to know, anything you want us to talk about in future episodes, uh, you can always reach us at clp at watermark.org. That's clp at watermark.org. We'll talk to you again next time. Let's bring in that big birthday cake. <laughs>